You are listening to the Spectral Skull Session. Tales from the twilight world of myth, mystery, and imagination. The idea behind this podcast is that we explore claims about the occult, supernatural, and paranormal from an analytical standpoint. We're open to the existence of a world beyond the five senses, and we dismiss that dogmatic skepticism that insists that any story about the unexplained has to reduce to hallucinations or swamp gas. But we're not committed to any particular theory or philosophy about what the paranormal is, and we realize that, whatever is out there, the answer is likely to be more complicated than any existing model or theory. What we bring to the table is small s skepticism, a skepticism that we throw as much on the mainstream accounts as we do on the supernatural story. Okay, let's get started. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. This is the Spectral Skull Session, and I am your host, Dane. A light episode today that does something real journalists almost never do, but really should revisit the past. Some stories that we've covered that need updating. But the overall gist of today, my discovery that America is under a news blackout. And that very news blackout is also driving golden age of independent media. Now recently, you may recall, I did an episode on Fed Internet Theory, where I reviewed the evidence emerging from independent journalists showing that the American Internet has been seized by the security services. I call this the paramilitarization of the Internet. Now at the end of that episode, I said, you know, I'm drawing this picture where the CIA, FBI, Homeland Security are all over Facebook, Twitter, you know, not just watching what we do, but also manipulating what people can see and generating their own propaganda. And I said, you know, I got this picture of things and it's kind of dark, but um, why don't I see it reflected in the mainstream media? I don't see it in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post. Well, since I said that, I found real good coverage of this topic from a wide range, ideologically diverse publications. The libertarian magazine Reason has been running a series of articles about the Twitter files and their concern with the security state taking over the Internet. And so has the far-left socialist magazine Jacobin. In fact, I think Jacobin's coverage has been a lot better than Reason. I even found it in this new thing, Commentary Magazine. I've never heard of Commentary. They had a great article just this month. So I'm realizing all across the political horseshoe, There are people who are willing to talk about the Twitter files, willing to talk about takeover of the Internet by the U.S. security services. But there is a blackout in the United States on covering news that might embarrass certain powerful players. Clearly, the federal government, the spy and policing agencies. I don't know who else. Here's another case of the U.S. media not reporting things that might make the U.S. government look bad. Last week the former prime minister of Israel, Naftali Bennett, he gave an interview to some Israeli news sources talking about his time as a war mediator between Russia and Ukraine. He said that back in March 2022, he was going back and forth between Putin and Zelensky, the U.S. and U.K., trying to find a way to shut down the war before somebody got hurt. He says he got Putin and Zelensky to give a lot of ground. Putin agreed he wasn't going to kill Zelensky. Then Bennett went to Zelensky and said, hey, Putin's not going to kill you. 
Zelensky immediately went back to his base in Kiev. There he made a defiant video clip telling the world that he was not afraid. Well, you're not afraid because you know that Putin's not going to kill you. Putin agreed to give up on denazification of Ukraine and forcing Ukraine to disarm. In return, the Ukrainian end of the negotiation team said they were willing to give up on Ukraine joining NATO. It looked like they had reached an agreement. But Bennett says in the end, plans to end the war were scuttled. It was Western powers connected to NATO. Bennett says that the UK very much wanted Russia to suffer more for their misdeeds. He said that the United States was somewhere between the UK and more pragmatic partners like French Prime Minister Macron. These disclosures from Bennett's interview have been completely ignored by the Western press, which has universally treated Bennett's claim that Putin assured him he wouldn't kill Zelensky during talks as the major takeaway, while entirely leaving out his claims about NATO government's blocking of peace talks. To date, The Guardian, Associated Press, Bloomberg, The Hill, The Independent, The Week, Al Jazeera, Political, and Reuters, they've all run reports, either covering the interview or mentioning it, but left out this crucial claim. They only say that Bennett's peacemaking efforts, quote, did little to stop the bloodshed or, quote, ultimately failed to bring the conflict to a swift end or, quote, did not appear to take off without relaying Bennett's explanation for why that was the case. I've been hearing this basic narrative that Western leaders scuttled a quick resolution to the bloody Ukraino-Russo war since March. I've seen it in the Ukrainian press, and I've seen it in the Russian press. I even saw Fox News host Tucker Carlson do a monologue on it. Every time I said to myself, that's very interesting, but I don't trust you. You are not the source that I would want to repeat to too many other people. But now that an Israeli prime minister is saying this in public, you'd think that the U.S. media would cover it. But no, it's all over Israeli news, Indian news, it's on Alex Jones's Infowars, but it's not in legacy print publications, NBC, MSNBC, etc. So again, I'm seeing a news blackout. If you have news that might make the U.S. government look bad, it's not going to come out in American mainstream sources. So I think that we should stop calling them mainstream. These aren't the authorities to turn to anymore. I'm also excited to see Reason, Jacobin, Commentary Magazine. They're all covering this stuff, right? So if you're an American, you can dodge the news blackout just by going to your local library. And I've started reading Jacobin Magazine, even though it's a socialist newspaper, which is not something that I've ever really found myself connecting with. But uh, I've been reading it, and they're just... They're doing a really good job at a lot of things. I like that magazine. So maybe before you go to InfoWars, see if you can pick up a copy of Jacobin. In just the past few months, I've come across dozens of stories about the war in Ukraine that make the United States or Western allies look not so great, that are just not talked about in the West. Have you heard that former German Prime Minister Angela Merkel has said that peace talks between Russia and Ukraine from 2014 to 2022, that those talks were never in earnest. They were all designed to just help Ukraine buy time so that Ukraine could better resist the Russian military. 
or the respected development economist Jeffrey Sachs, who blames NATO expansion for the war. And I am not interested in turning this into a big discussion about the Ukraine war and what should we do right now. I'm just using these as examples of how the U.S. media will not reveal to you what's really going on if what's really going on makes the United States or Western governments look bad. But the real story isn't how awful legacy media in America has become. The real story is how wonderful the independent media is. Let me give you another example, something that just really warmed my heart. Do you remember last fall when Kanye West ran amok, complaining that the Jews were out to get him? His words, by the way. Well, I found this article, MSNBC, about how Kanye had gone on a tour of fringe, far-right media in the USA. He was appearing on weird podcasts and closed-caption TV networks only known to white supremacists and other fringe weirdos. I was reading this article, and I said, hey, I know one of those shows. It was Tim Pool. He's like a grown-up skater dude. He used to work for Vice. Now he has his own media company. I think he calls it Tim IRL. And I said, you know, I know that guy's work. He's not a right-wing fringe person. You know, he's got a real, like, I'm from suburban Detroit skater vibe. And he talks about the news. And it's kind of a homeboy, like, right of center. And, like, the news is not very good. And, like, here's what's really going on. He churns these things out, like, three shows a day. He's been doing it for years. Anyway, so it turns out he had Kanye on his show. I went and looked it up, and I watched his interview with Kanye West. Kanye brings this entourage for support. But in the opening five minutes of the interview... Kanye ends up getting up and walking out because Tim Pool says right off the bat he doesn't agree with Kanye that they control the media. So Kanye cannot handle that Tim Pool doesn't agree with him. And then Tim quickly replaces Kanye's entourage with his own. He's got some like people just waiting in the wings. Some hot blonde girl comes, sits down in Kanye's chair, and she and Tim just start ragging on Kanye talking about how he blew it, he's thin-skinned, and they don't have to put up with his anti-Semitic BS. They were happy to talk to him, happy to give him a chance to explain who wronged him and why, but they're not going to let him walk over them. They just go on and on for like an hour. That wasn't some kind of like Kanye apology tour. I went and found two more of these allegedly right-wing interviews with Kanye West that MSNBC had singled out as evidence of America's independent media going down a dark, hateful path. I did not listen to all of them that they're mentioned in the MSNBC article, but the two others I listened to, it was the exact same thing. Another one, this guy Gavin McGinnis, he's the former founder of Vice News. He's like a Generation X hipster guy. His shtick with Kanye, he said, "It's it's not the Jewish community that's out to get you, Kanye. It's leftists. It has nothing to do with race or religion. It's people with bad ideas. I'm, o- I'm actually oversimplifying this, but it was an intense conversation of Gavin McGinnis trying to talk Kanye down from being an anti-Semite. And what really struck me, not, not the MSNBC smearing these people and just getting it. It's literally they wrote a story that's the opposite of what happened. But really, I was hearing different people who represent little niche corners of the American culture. Like, 
this Detroit skater dude and this Generation X hipster guy who kind of like is up in Brooklyn. And they have very different reasons for why they disagree with Kanye. Right. So when for Tim Pool, it's about like you should be a tough enough guy to say what you think and take some pushback and sit here in a chair. Right. For Gavin McGinnis, it's like some weird, more complicated right wing kind of argument about why there are bad ideas and you're but like they're all defending American diversity. They're like, we can get along with people who are different from us and nobody in particular is out to get anybody else in a language that their audience is going to respond to. And it really warmed my heart. It made me realize that America is probably going to be okay and that we're just getting a lot of just terrible nonsense coming from a small number of bad actors who unfortunately control the TVs. Now, here's another story. This is going to be my last one. Seymour Hirsch. Do you remember him? He's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who covered atrocities that took place during the Vietnam War. He's a real journalist. He published an article on his Substack account today that he's discovered that the United States was behind the Nord Stream bombing. This is where somebody, we know that somebody, blew up this uh, gas pipeline that allowed Russia to sell gas to Germany. Now, that prevents Germany from buying gas. It's like forcing Germany to cooperate with sanctions. Everyone was saying that it was the Russians who were behind it. Seymour Hirsch, he went down to Panama, where they train U.S. Navy divers. He hung out down there, and he says he got some anonymous sources who told him the real story. Real story being that it was the Biden administration who put together a plan to blow up the pipeline about a year ago. The White House just today condemned that article, saying it's a totally false, quote, blog post. They called it a blog post, but it's Seymour Hirsch, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who used to work for the New York Times. And now he's like, I'm taking my show on the road. I'm an independent on Substack. You can pay me a dollar a month if you want my stories. They can't stop us anymore. The truth is going to come out about everything. This is a golden era made possible by the parts of the Internet that have not been taken over by the security services and their corporate goons. I'm really thrilled. And um, so, you know, I encourage you guys get out there and listen to more podcasts. Read Jacobin magazine, Reason Commentary magazine. But, um, you know, you're already listening to Spectral Skull Session, which means you're probably smarter and more with it than the average person. I just hope my audience is patient with the schlubs out there who still get this fake augmented reality from the TV and cable networks and the Ukrainian botnets on Twitter. Just be aware that the the normies out there, they don't know what you know. They don't know what they don't know. So if you start casually talking up some broad about how America blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and Putin is really a peace lover who wants to end the war, you are probably not going to get a second date. Be aware of that. That's not your fault, but that's just the way people are. I don't really know how you can talk about this stuff with other people, but I'd like to suggest if you frame it in a positive light, like look at how cool it is. Like America has all this great independent media. We're in a golden age of independent media. That's going to sound a lot better than if you're angrily complaining about Navy SEALs blowing stuff up. So that's what I would do. Anyway, this is just supposed to be a short episode where I updated you a little bit on some things that I've been covering 
So I think I've done that. I really appreciate you listening, guys. Until next time, stay strange and stay sane.